Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. So for that Weekend Feeling podcast for today, we're going feel good. We're talking about the Khaleesi Foundation. It's been put together by the most famous Khaleesi family in South Africa, Rachel and Sia. It's been done with a vision to change the narratives of inequality in South Africa by working alongside others and adding their story to the stories of communities and individuals who are changing the world. Rachel, it's an absolute pleasure to have you join us on the show today. Tell us where the germ of inspiration came from and how things are going. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me on. It really is, it's my favorite thing to talk about. And I'm, I'm always grateful for a platform to be able to amplify the work that is being done. And it's, um, yeah, it's really incredible. So thank you. I guess the inspiration, you know, came years and years and years ago. Um, Sia and I both have completely different upbringings, but both come with their own challenges and um, things that we, you know, really wanted to see addressed um, and changed for other youth. And, um, you know, with, with great privilege comes great responsibility. And, you know, we always knew we wanted to start a foundation. We weren't just, we just weren't sure about the timing and, you know, our level of commitment and capacity. And um, coming into the World Cup, we kind of realized, you know, we needed to use that, um, we needed to use that platform um, for something good and for something bigger. And yeah, so the, the inspiration for the foundation was really just our own lived experiences. And I guess we were just kind of catapulted into making something happen, you know, when the, when the World Cup final came about. Talk to me a little about the nuts and bolts, the mission, the aim of the foundation. What is it exactly that you do? So it's so funny because when we started, we didn't have a, a logo or a website or a team or anything. And, you know, with the start of COVID, we were only planning on launching six or seven months you know, later, but COVID obviously hit South Africa and with all of our existing, you know, diseases and health issues in South Africa, we really knew that we needed to um, to be a part of, of making sure people were safe and people were fed and kind of catapulted the, the, the launch of the foundation quite significantly. And then what was really amazing and um, such a privilege for us is we were, you know, throughout COVID, well, the beginning of COVID, we, we were able to travel um, by car over 16,000 kilometers to many, many, many different communities. We almost traveled every single province in South Africa. And so we were able to see with our own eyes and hear with our own ears, you know, some of the issues that people were struggling with and, and um, some of the things that needed to urgently be addressed in some of these communities. And that's kind of where our three pillars came about. Um, that alongside my and Sia's lived experiences, gender-based violence, uh, food security and education and sports development are really the three pillars that we're focusing on at this stage. And it's interesting because we had a lot of, you know, more experienced um, foundations and people that have been doing the work for, for a long time give advice saying, you know, you shouldn't do so much. You should really just focus on one thing. But there's so much that needs to be addressed in South Africa. And we are just crazy enough to believe that we can do, um, we can do a lot. Now, new though it might be, it's a very, very high-profile foundation. How difficult have you found it to garner support from the corporate world? You know, it really depends on what program we're talking about. So 
It's so interesting because our food security program has been, you know, so well supported a lot of the time by individuals, just um, South African individuals who really want to make sure that they are paying it forward to other families who um, maybe are in a more challenging position than, than they are. And the education and sports development also very well supported. But come gender-based violence, it's hilarious because it's like it's on everybody's lips. It's everybody wants to address it. Everybody wants to attack it. It's one of the biggest issues. In, honestly, it's a pandemic of its own in South Africa. But when it comes to funding it, it's such a challenge to find organizations or, or companies or, you know, individuals to support the, the gender-based violence program. So I must say that has probably been one of the biggest challenges. And then, you know, another one which, which can also be quite, quite challenging, you mentioned the fact that it's a high-profile foundation. It's, it's interesting how sometimes there's, you know, individuals who almost want to see it not succeed and the work not continue. So they'll kind of nitpick details like we had a, an issue with a with a media house a couple of months ago who were trying to do a terrible story and we are as transparent as anything you know we've got absolutely nothing ever that we're trying to you know keep in a shadow at all and it was just very interesting to see how sometimes it comes under attack almost but you know i guess that comes with the, the territory unfortunately well, it's very disappointing to hear. I have heard a rumor, possibly you can confirm it for me, that the food parcels that get handed out, you and Sia and various other members of your foundation physically live on the food parcels for a month to make sure that they are sufficient for a family. So they are, yeah, some of our team members have kind of taken that taken that on. Sia, you know, one thing that he strongly believes in because he was a recipient at times of um, food drops like the ones that we do. He's always super intentional about, you know, if he's hungry and lunch is on, you know, one of our soup kitchens, he will go and join and um, and have a meal, him and a, a, most of our team as well. But um, we just really want to address the fact that, like, we're not coming in to be saviors and we're not coming in to drop off. This is for you, but we go home and have a different experience. You know, we really are intentional about kind of addressing the fact that there's such a huge gap between the giver and the receiver. And um, we really do try and, and address that gap as much as possible. But the job is super important to us. Um, we've spent a lot of resource, a lot of time, a lot of effort making sure that the food parcels that we're giving are not just, you know, a random food drop, that they highest nutrition they possibly can be, that every single human being's um, nutritional needs are in those food packs and you know, that families are getting, you know, a wholesome drop every single um, week or month or, you know, whatever the drop looks like. Now, if I may ask a rugby question or two, you knew they were coming. <laughs> Sia Khaleesi leaves the Stormers and goes to the Sharks. Come on, yeah. as wife, honest feelings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a struggle because you know, long before, um, long before I was, you know, dating him, um, I was a massive Stormers supporter for for many years. And so, for me, just as a as a Stormers supporter, it was such a loss. I was devastated. 
But you know what? Like, it's always great to see players having new challenges and new experiences. And um, I really just think that that was, you know, the main thing for him was really just to broaden the horizons and just to bring new challenges about and um, and new experiences. And it's been a great move. He's um, he's really enjoying um, his time at the Sharks and a great group of guys. But um, we're just so fortunate in South Africa, I think, to have such a high caliber of rugby and um you know rugby community so um i think you know almost anywhere where you go in south africa is really going to be um you're going to have the best experience and from a family point of view moving from cape town to durban listen it's been complicated that is um that is for sure because it's not as simple as just moving you know, cities, it's also this whole pandemic that we're dealing with and trying to make the best decisions, you know, for our family. It's really, really, really been challenging. So we just, you know, even at the moment, there's a lot of question marks, you know, with this recent shutdown of, of South Africa's being able to, South Africans being able to travel. Does that mean then when he goes on tour, the tours are double the amount of time again? So I think we anticipated that next year would be a little bit more normal when it came to the pandemic. But of course, that's just been thrown in, thrown into the, thrown into the, into the woodwork at the moment because we just don't know what's going to happen. So there's a lot of question marks still, but, um, Uh, You know, it's good problems to have and there's so much to be grateful for and so much to be thankful for. Just to finish off with the Khaleesi Foundation once again, you mentioned you travelled more than 1,600 kilometres all over South Africa. So this is a national initiative, I take it, firstly. And secondly, if anyone should want to support and back the work you're doing, how could they do that? So it's actually 16,000 kilometres. I beg your pardon, 16,000. Just over to London and back, actually, by car. It was uh, very interesting, and our marriage was definitely tested along the way. But um, yeah, it was it was an, an amazing experience. But yes, anyone who is um, keen to kind of see the work that we're doing and um, to get on board with the work that we're doing, we've got a, a website up www.kulisifoundation.org, and also very active. Um, on social media and you know actually to all the listeners I, whether it's the Khaleesi Foundation or something else I think it just means so much to organizations that put a lot of effort into social media I mean we hours and hours and hours on that platform and just to share something comment like follow I think um, really does make such a difference for a lot of organizations and just amplifying the work that they do because I know so many that put a lot of effort into making making it look attractive and something worth sharing so yeah just to anyone who may be listening if if that's all you can do at the moment to um, kind of show some support to some of these organizations then that's a great place to start it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you rachel long may you and the khaleesi foundation continue with the great work that you're doing thank you so much for joining us on that weekend feeling this morning appreciate it so much darren have a great week each one of us has a story to tell and a story to share a story that deserves to be heard a story that inspires motivates and gives people a reason to keep going a story about our triumphs as individuals and as a team a story about our humble beginnings and what the future holds for us a story about our heritage and that which brings us together. It is these stories that connect us. The Herald. Whatever you live for, we live to tell that story.
for you. That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann.